Brilliant Start and Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'm excited to share my conversation with Juan Zhang. Juan is a recent graduate in our full-time MBA class of 2022, and she also completed the MBA Master's of Education dual degree during her time at Darden. As you'll note from this conversation, Juan and I connected towards the end of her second year, and we touch on a lot of topics in this wide range of conversation, everything from her background and how she decided to pursue an MBA to what she discovered about herself and what she learned about networking during her time in Charlottesville. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, here is my interview with Juan Jump. Juan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brett. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. How are you doing? How's everything? I'm doing great. You know, a second year is the best year and Q4 the best quarter. <laughs> well, quarter four is the quarter right before graduation. Uh, is yeah. it a bittersweet time? How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel, I know, like it's feeling like very complicated. Like I feel like, oh, time has been fly so fast. We only have like almost one month and a half left. And also I'm very excited for what's um, coming like next uh, yeah. It's a lot of different emotions. You're right. We are recording this in, in, in late March. So you do have about a, another month and a half. Uh, one yeah. of the questions I always ask for folks, um, ask folks here on the podcast, as they approach the end of, of their time at Darden as a student, are there any, any bucket list items, anything that you feel like you have to do before graduation? Yeah. Yeah, good question. Actually, I, the other day I was asking my friends, like, any list, any bucket list you have, you can share with me, and I don't want to miss anything. And I think one of the uh, things that come to my mind is definitely check out. I want to do a hike in Sh- uh, Shandong, the national park, because last spring we were not able to do that because it was also during COVID. So. Uh, I was able to hike during the fall. It was amazing. And I really want to check it out uh, during the spring. And also there are so many restaurants that I have to check out. Um, And also so many things in Darden. Like I'm so excited for the incoming like drag show or beach week. Oh my God. Like so many things that I'm excited for. Well, that's a very full few weeks. Uh, You mentioned a hike in the Shenandoah, so the national parks, just a short yeah. drive uh, from from Darden, from from grounds. You, 20, 25 minutes. You can you can be out in nature um, and and doing a hike. Uh, there's yeah. also so many great restaurants. There's the drag show that you mentioned, and did you say a beach week as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a graduation week that we we have a one week of celebration on the beach. Yeah, that's something like um, very excited for our graduation. Well, that's all right. You'll be at you'll be on a beach, uh, which which sounds awful nice. And the timing mm-hmm. of that it'd be a little bit warmer outside than it is here in uh, in in late March. We're still kind of transitional weather here in in Virginia this time of year. It can be warm. It can be cold. It can be it can be rainy. Um, but come April May, uh, it'll be a nice time mm-hmm. to to be at the beach. So, well, thank you so much, Juan, for for coming on the podcast. And so excited for you and your classmates as you work towards graduation. Uh, the end is near, but that is, that is so, so exciting uh, for all of you, I, I know. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about you and, and your story. Um, tell us uh, about you, where you're from, and, and what you did before coming to DART. Yeah, sure. 
My name is Huan Zhen. I'm originally from China. Currently, I'm doing a dual degree of MBA and education master program at Darden. Uh, so for people who probably don't know, actually, this is a really great uh, dual degree program that we are able to accomplish two degrees in two years. So I'm also graduating in the same year as other MBA's classmates. And so before Darden, I had seven years working experience uh, in China. Um, so after my undergrad, I started working at JD.com, which is the biggest uh, e-commerce platform in China. And then I helped two, e two U.S. companies uh, expand their Chinese market. Uh, and even after that, I started my own um, startup, which was an education startup. We provided international uh, experiential learning programs for Chinese K-12 students and executives. So very similar to uh, the DWC trips, like the Darden Worldwide course trips. So we help Chinese schools organize these international trips. Uh, so yeah, uh, it was uh, very um, fun. Uh, but as you may know, like COVID disrupted the whole international traveling business. So that's when I started to um, consider an MBA. Well, you're right that COVID disrupted all of that travel. It's, it was uh, the case for the past couple of years that it, it's been difficult to get out there and do Darden Worldwide courses, although those have recently resumed. Uh, thinking about yeah. all the trips that happened over spring break. Uh, did you... Uh, do you have a chance to go on one of those? Yes, I actually had the DWC trip to Finland and Estonia. I still remember for Darling application, one of the questions is, so what did, which country would you like to go for the DWC trip? And at that time, I wrote uh, Finland and I was able to go there uh, this year. So it was amazing. And this it's really um, a very fantastic like seven days tra traveling with your classmates and professor. Um, and it was really great. And yeah, for people who probably don't know, DWC trip is a sponsored uh, program for Darden. So everyone can go like the school, organize the trip. You only need to pay your tickets. Other things schools has been, have been covered. You're right. For full-time MBA students, there's the Baton Worldwide Scholarship, which for most students will cover the course fee. For the course, there are some out-of-pocket expenses, but uh, it, the Darden Worldwide courses are incredible. Um, we had a number of trips go to go to Europe, and I think there's even even some planning uh, around, um, well, maybe even even South America uh, for yeah. some of the some of the current uh, upcoming trips. And so um, the world is starting to open up a little bit more. We're starting to get out there again. It was great to have students out in the world and. I will say, as the host of the podcast, I get to talk to people oftentimes coming back from these trips. I have a lot of a lot of envy uh, of what people were able to do and just how much fun they had. How did you decide that you wanted to go to Finland? You mentioned that this is something you mentioned in the in the, yeah. in the short answer question in the application. Um, that question is still in the application. We still ask full time MBA candidates who are applying. Where in the world yeah. would you want to go? You can pick anywhere in the world. You picked. You said I want to go to Finland, and you actually made it happen here uh, in your yeah. MBA program. Um, what about Finland? Yeah, so, well, I know I, I'm very uh, passionate about the education innovation, and I'm a, I was applying for the studio degree program, and post-MBA, I'm really want to um, pivot into head, 
uh, at education technology. So I'm more like I'm choosing Finland because Finland has has been famous for their very uh, excellent education system and a lot of uh, innovative ideas in there uh, in Finland. So I really want to visit and get to know more about um, the innovative uh, education innovations there and also uh, to yeah, learn from it. So that was why, like what I put in my application and then made it happen. So you, you come to you come to Darden to pursue your MBA, uh, mm-hmm. but I want to I want to kind of go back to where you were. COVID hits. It's twenty twenty. The world is shutting down. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, your your venture uh, it's much more difficult to operate. Uh, global trips uh, during that time impossible to travel. So you start thinking about an MBA. Was it just you know here I am? I've got more time on my hands to think about this. Um, what ultimately? led you to say, this is the right degree. And actually, I don't want to just do an MBA. I'd like to do a dual degree, mm-hmm. too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, I think I actually, I applied um, in August 2020, September. Uh, so it was, it was, that was before COVID. So I think after COVID, it's like a very committed to, I need to, I'm coming to B school. But I actually applied before COVID happened. At that time, um so I, I had this plan to come to MBA because I saw my business, this, the need for a global expansion. So before uh, COVID, we were already uh, doing programs in, um, in the US, UK and the Southeast Asia, Southeast Asia countries. And so our business model was more like we're organizing the trip. So every time we will have someone fly from China to the place to um, facilitated the program. So we, uh, I think it will really make sense for us to have a, like a team in the U.S. or like we were trying to focus on the U.S. market and I wanted to expand my business uh, more in the U.S. so that we can build a team there, local team here, and so that we we will, like we don't need to fly every time from China to the U.S. So that was like one of our, um, my business need. So I actually applied earlier before COVID and I got in and, and I think uh, because like COVID happened, I just feel like it makes more sense for me to come to business school and um, transfer my career. Cause I know my business probably uh, it's, we were kind of in a like, um, post period, like we, we didn't have any business after COVID. So yeah, that was a hard time. And I think it was, it makes more sense for me to come to business school. How did you land on the dual degree, um, okay. combining the MBA and the master's of education? Yeah. So I, I did the research first. I knew, oh, Darden has a studio group program. So Darden was on my top targets because I know this program really fits me. And so I first applied Darden first. I applied in the early round and I got ad- admitted and then I applied education school. It was like, um, I think the December I applied to education school and then I got in. So what led you to Darden? Do you feel like it was the alumni? It was the sense of community. Were there other mm-hmm. things that were on your mind as you were finalizing your MBA decision? Yeah, so I think there's several reasons. One is about definitely about this dual degree program that really fits my career uh, goals, and a second is uh, the community. I was able to connect with some people and really um, experience, uh, see how supportive the Darden community is. And another thing is actually uh, about Charlottesville. 
Uh, so I was able to come here to interview in uh, September 2020. Um, I at that time I was like, I have been in the West Coast for half a month, and then I had a long flight coming to Charlottesville and I just feel like so fresh the weather was so good and then when I came to Darden it was so beautiful and I had such a good experience interview experience here and I really feel like this is a good place for me to um, spend two years here like build um, like learn really to dive deep into learning and also have a uh, make friends with a lot like break a close-knit community so so I think that's like impersonal experience helped me feel like Darden is the right uh, school for me in terms of both of a career, uh, career goals, community need, and also like the environment, the environment, like, yeah, the environment is really, I really like the environment here. So you chaired, you're, you're from China. It sounds like you'd spent time on the West Coast of the United States as part of part of your venture. Uh, imagine Charlottesville was a, a little different than where you'd lived previously and where you'd spent mm-hmm. time previously. Um, what was that adjustment like to, to being a, not only a new business school student, but finding yourself in a, a new environment living here in, in Central Virginia? Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, as I was... I was living in Beijing for like almost 11 years since my undergrad. And I think what I really miss about is about the like the access to nature. And this is something I really find very fulfilling in Charlottesville, the great access to nature. And this, and also the setting of Darden, like everyone um, isn't even very close to Darden. Most of us living in Ivy Gardens, Pavilion, Huntington. And so like my neighbors are all my classmates. I just like this, the whole environment create a, a create, so this create an environment that everyone is so well connected. Like I can just easily uh, go to my classmates, like uh, hang out in, on their couch and then we do class we spend time like after class we can um we can chat and we can discuss about some projects and it's just like the whole environment is so close it's so easy to foster um close relationship with your friends and also there is a great nature that provides that's us the opportunities to to hike to um to like enjoy the the the, the beauty of the nature you're right to note that um, Darden has several apartment complexes, which are quite part, quite popular with students that are less than a mile away. And mm-hmm. I think this is one of these things that it functionally is like a residential program in that, you know, people are basically living as close to grounds as you can get um, and, and being in, in, uh, by, by virtue of being at least in their first year in, in one of these apartment complexes. It's one of the things that may not necessarily occur to all of our podcast listeners that, you know, most of the first year students at Darden, walking distance uh, to grounds mm-hmm. can be on grounds very, very quickly, very easily. Um, and uh, it, it's one of the, I think, the things that helps further reinforce the the community at Darden. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I like it's, uh, and also we had so many, even during, because even last year, it was during COVID, it was really harder to um, have many in-person events, but because we are living very close and we were still able to come up with some like events, which was very, which was really impressive. For example, we had like this 100 case party 
Um, so, which is, you know, starting its case study. And uh, for first year, we have a tradition for 100 cases. After we finish in 100 cases, we will gonna throw a big party to celebrate that. But because COVID, we cannot have in-person events. But this very the second years so we were able to come up with it, we did like a outdoor, um, like they had some case tables placed in different places of Ivy Gardens. So we were, it's more like a case fair. We were just visit different tables in Ivy Gardens and then celebrate uh, the accomplishment of 100 case. That was like um, a blast. Yeah. Lots of creativity during that time. I, I think about your class and anybody in a class of 2022 or 2021, if you want to go back a little ways. Um, <laughs> kind of two separate experiences that you had when you first showed up um, of kind of think about 20 well that that period of time maybe pre-vaccine what what that looked like uh, for for folks in terms of the ability to get groups of people together to be indoors um, together just much more complicated uh, to do all of those things so you know classes there were in-person opportunities for students but there was also uh, you know, students participating in classes virtually, um, social <laughs> events were much harder, club organization activities much harder. Yeah. Um, but this year, you know, things have, you know, we resume normal operations. It's been possible for students to get together more easily to be in, in person for these classes. Um, I, I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of progress uh, over over the past couple of years, but it's certainly, <laughs> it's certainly been you know, a process as, as we've collectively navigated COVID here at, at the university. Um, Juan, I want to come back to your, mm-hmm. your MBA story here at Dardman. So you mentioned you chose the school for community and access to nature and, and these kinds of things. So you come as a brand new first year student. Uh, yeah. you're, you're in the United States, you're living in Charlottesville um, and you're you know, doing business school. Uh, what was that adjustment like? So it it was actually quite challenging for me to come to the U.S. because that's that time uh, I, I um, at that time Chinese the embassy in China was not open. So I actually went to U.K. to get my U.S. visa to come to the U.S. So I came to the uh, Darling a little bit late. It was like and I quarantined two weeks before coming to Darling. So I came to Darling at the end of September. But at that time we were have hybrid, so I was able to join these online classes. Um, and so when I first came, I finally um, come to the place that I came uh, one year ago. And very interesting thing is that I can't leave like the same week as I my interview week in Darden. So it was the same season. When I came out of the Charlottesville airport, I saw there is a big board about Darden like post say, welcome home. Oh, that was like, that was what I saw one year ago. And I feel so, oh, so touched like when I came here because it was like such a complicated process for me to, uh, to come here. And wow, that was like, that was like most uh, things I remember very clear. And then I came here, a lot of students, classmates I already know, they welcomed me and um, and I was so uh, happy to see them in, in person, like when we we're having uh, the same hybrid class, uh, like when, when it was my turn to go to the hybrid classes in person, I was able to see some of my classmates in person and it was great. Um, yes. And after that, I think first year was very intense. <laughs> I didn't expect how intense it was. Like first two quarters, we were like uh, busy with recruiting. And for me, 
at that time, um, it was quite challenging because my I didn't really stop stop my business. So I was still having weekly meetings with my co-founder and trying to figure out what we should do. And eventually we decided to kind of like stop the business at the end of uh, 2020. Uh, so so yeah, so that two quarters were quite was quite intense. But I think life got much better in Q3 and Q4 for my first year uh, as I got to know more people and getting used to the case study and also uh, settled down with my internship. So I was able to enjoy life more. You're right that the core is it's a mm-hmm. part of a process for folks. Um, you know, Darden, we talked about it here on the podcast. There's no real easing in to the experience. You kind of put in the deep end and you figure it out. You've got a lot of resources, but I do think those those first few quarters, you're, you're doing a lot. You're also, you know, new mm-hmm. to the social environment and trying to make connections socially. As a Darden student, you also have recruiting going on. So there's a lot that students are balancing or you know, mm-hmm. trying to prioritize, I think is probably the better way to say during that period. And you mentioned yeah, um, the hybrid uh, structure of classes, there was the rotation uh, for mm-hmm. students to give everybody an opportunity to be in person, but we could only get you know 20 to 25 people in person yeah. because of the social distance requirement in the classrooms. This is pre-vaccine. If you can go back yeah. to fall of 2020 and spring of, of 2021. So um, what it, you mm-hmm. know, we're obviously at a different place now as a community, but um, that was that was what was worked out to give students an opportunity to be in person in the full time program uh, during during that those early early uh, I guess months of, of COVID. Um, so you navigate all of that mm-hmm. and and you get to your internship. Tell us a little bit about what you did in the summer after your your first year. Yeah, so for internship, I went to uh, Amazon. So um, I was uh, intern on there. Uh, um, I was an intern of the retail uh, leadership development program. Um, so I was a vendor manager. I became a vendor manager on the premium beauty team and in charge of like six, uh, almost um, like 400, 300 brands with over 6,000 SKUs. So that was like a very um, challenging task, but overall I I really enjoyed it. Like I I was able to use a lot of skills I learned during MBA program, especially in the data data analytics skills. And also uh, uh, like I, I was really impressed by the whole how Amazon could, how Amazon do visit e-commerce in the U.S. So, because I was, I had the e-commerce background in China, so I kind of very familiar with the whole e-commerce um, landscape ecosystem in China. So I can see that there's very different um, e-commerce philosophies in, like the market is different in here, and the how Amazon does business is so different from Chinese e-commerce. So I was, um, I was, I really appreciate the experience to, um, to, to know, know about the e-commerce in the U.S. Well, you come back for your second year, and you already said at the at the start of this conversation, second year mm-hmm. has been the best year. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm curious, um, what was it like to be a second year student? Of course, you're you're a dual degree student, so you got mm-hmm. a, a lot on your plate from a school standpoint. Uh, yeah. Was it was it tough, you know, trying to do two two programs at mm-hmm. the same time? I mean, tell us a little yeah. bit more about your your second year. 
Yeah. Um, so for my second year, uh, I do have more education course. I this dual degree program is very considerate um, of first year, so that we can focus on the recruiting or Darden. So we had uh, more classes in the second year, um, and uh, we also had uh, three classes before Darden started. So I, I actually started education school earlier. So I had three classes during the summer of 2020. I think I really enjoyed it because like uh, for Darden, it's more case study based. Like we have a lot of discussions for my education um, program. It's more, I would say it's more academic. So I was able to read more papers and do more um, like uh, reading, writing, thing related with uh, goes deeper into the education series. That's exactly what I wanted to know. And I think this is a really good combination. And and actually, as a degree, I don't need to take as many classes as Darden students. So normally, Darden students have to accomplish 60 credits, uh, which is uh, about like 40 classes in two years, first year 20 and second year 20 classes. So for me, I was only able to need to accomplish five 2.5 credits uh, overall at Darden. So yeah, it's it's totally manageable and um, yeah. So so from the learning part, I think it's manageable. Uh, from the other part, I I think second year is really good. Is that after we, we really I think in, for the during, through the whole year experiencing first year, I finally become more clear about my my career about like uh, what like what I want to do in the future. So in the second year, actually I pivoted into recruiting base venture capital. So I'm still recruiting and I really enjoy this process of like, I'm so uh, like dedicated to the things I want to know and I'm network with people and there's so much supportive Darden alumni. And um, I, I just enjoy all the conversations I had with people. Uh, I think it's much better than first year conversations because now I feel it's, I really more enjoy the networking process than my first year. Um, yeah, and so, and as from a social perspective, I, I know my classmates and a lot of people, I I was, I feel so good to get to know them more personally because in second year, we were able to have more in-person, uh, like, yeah, the, the, the it's much better now. So we have more events um, here. And uh, so I, I really appreciate the opportunities to get people, getting to know people better. Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about your career interest because that's a pretty big pivot. So um, you were doing e-commerce uh, for, for Amazon, your summer internship. You are a dual degree student in the master's, uh, the MBA and the master's of education dual degree. And now you're interested in venture capital. So uh, talk us through how you landed on venture capital is where you would like to go post MBA. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, as like, uh, how to say, like, I think it's like the Darden, um, one is like, I got the exposures to venture capital through, uh, Darden, like some of my classmates were recruiting in venture capital and they shared with me their experience during the summer. Um, and I found it was very interesting as an entrepreneur. I have, I, I think always my end goal is to continue doing my doing business, uh, either it's in edu. I think ideally I want to do in education, um, 
um, entrepreneurship. So I was trying to figure out what's like my um, next step is trying to build my credibility or like enhance my skills or build the connections um, in the industry. And uh, I found a venture capital really good step for me in terms of uh, to understand the whole market uh, of educate, like ideally I want to get into education technology VC. So I found a VC can really help me to understand the market and also build my like this uh, insight, marketing insights, and also create uh, help me to get exposure connections with entrepreneurs on you know their nerve from their ideas and and also another thing is to like help me build the connections um so yeah I think this this through this year and my connection with my chat with other people who has been to venture capital give me the um inspired me say to say okay this is another opportunity and and then i realized actually it's a really good fit to me and i want to try it out and i i wrote it i think darden and also for mba it's 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 amazing it's like they give us the opportunity to to try different things and i i just want to take the risk um to 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 do the things that i i, I want to do uh i want to try out yeah well, a question for you related to a comment you made earlier um, about mm-hmm. networking, um, how networking has been as a second year student versus networking as a first year mm-hmm. student. Do you want to share a little bit more about yeah. uh, your your feelings here and like why mm-hmm. it may feel a little bit easier as a second year student versus uh, what it felt like as a first year student? Yeah. Um, so one is, I think, uh, during my first year, I... I was following more like, oh, I know I needed to network, but I didn't really know how. Like, I know, like, after a certain info session, you're supposed to write, uh, to connect with people who came to the info session and then write thank you letters and ask their experience. But I was lacking of this motivation or like, uh, like why I was networking, I just know it was required. So I guess that's like a mindset that I, I it, it was like, um, I I think I didn't really fully understand the the value of networking. Um, and so I was like, have, networking was a burden to me, especially as an international student. Um, there is called language barrier, cultural barrier. I feel like I always like criticize myself. Say, oh, I didn't see that same well. And I feel like my question was stupid. Like, I didn't ask a good questions. Like that, that you think that's kind of like, um, I lack that kind of confidence to network too. So for the second year, I think the change is that one is I know why I needed to network. And I really value the conversations, how I, what I can learn from other people based on their experience or like building a um, positive like relationship with people. And, and I'm more like curious. I think probably like fundamentally the trend is like, I know what I want to do more, like more clearly. Like I'm very good, more committed to ed- education technology, uh, venture capital. And I'm like, uh, so I want to talk to people like all the questions. I think it comes more naturally. I know this is like a genuine, I want to know more about this. So I like questions. It's not a harder part for me to come, to think about. 
And, and then the second, I think, is also the confidence. So I think the data in the first year um, through such an intense uh, case study program, that really improved my confidence in, um, in learning, in speaking up. Uh, like, I think overall, I just become more confident in myself, how, what, in what, like, I can conquer, what challenges I can conquer, how much, what I can do. Yeah. I would imagine um, having to speak in class, having to speak about things you don't have direct experience with, having to participate in this way, it would be a way to practice a lot of these skills that are not only relevant for networking, but also for uh, for your job, where you're going in your mm-hmm. career. Um, was that something that was helpful to you, the fact that a class has this participatory aspect to it? Yeah, I think the class the class really um, help a lot. So one is like overall our class is very uh, so one we we are case driven. So a lot of times we nerd during uh, in the class like a lot of like analysis we have conducted about the case the classes can really applicable to our recruiting the whole recruiting process. If we 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 definitely we touched so many um, cases. And the whole fr- the framework and the uh, the ideas are really um, helpful when we are trying to like when I'm right now looking for firms whether I should invest in it the the, the things I learned in the class very helpful and second is about the the practice so our class is very student centers so everyone get opportunities to speak and and I think that's um, that's. Going back to my earlier point, that really helped us to build the confidence to speak up to like how to frame your idea, how to um, share, like how to uh, frame your like um, answers. Uh, Yeah, I think that was really helpful. A question for you, uh, just coming back to networking one more time, because I do think this is an important conversation for many of our international students. Um, it's not, and even for our domestic students, it's not clear like what role uh, networking mm-hmm. plays, why it's important. You, you you did a great job noting that you know it can be hard if English isn't necessarily <laughs> your, your primary language. Um, it can also be hard because there's cultural differences, how people in other countries find jobs versus um, how that works in an MBA environment in the United States. And there's also I think people sometimes wonder, like, well, what am I supposed to talk with them about? What am I supposed to say? What does this look like? I, it can it can feel in people's minds like it might be super transactional. And in fact, it's really mm-hmm. about building relationships. But I wonder what what shifted for you? Um, was it just mm-hmm. more experience as a business school student? Or was there a light bulb moment, a moment where you said, ah, I get it now. Um, mm-hmm. Networking makes a lot more sense. Ah, oh, That's a good question. Um I think, um, yeah, it's not probably not an exact moment, probably like several conversations made me realize how interesting people are and how like helpful our data alumni are. And then we're not so afraid of networking. And, um, and also like, uh, I think it's like several conversations, really good conversation that helped me to um, realize that I can also be helpful to them because I'm not like asking, like not just asking, but I can also help offer some insights I had um, from like 
about Chinese market, about my previous entrepreneurship, and I realized, oh, actually, I can offer help.、Um, so I think that's a shift of mindset. And some so sometimes when I'm going to network, I'm always been、uh, like have been to be more grateful, and I know I will give back in the future. So I always let people know, like, let me know anything I can help.、Um, probably not right now, but in the future, I will always add that sentence in, at the end of our conversations because I'm really thinking about that. Like, I'm I want to give it back.、Um, so I think that also helped a little bit. And and I think another thing is also about like getting back to the fundamentals. So I when I was in China, <laughs> was speaking my main language. I was like really like very. I have a lot of friends. I'm generally curious in strangers. I was able to make friends anytime, anywhere. But when I came to the US, I think、um, at early beginning I was like afraid of my language and afraid of like always trying to be right. I always trying to be good. Yeah, like have a good impression, but later on I realized that the language is like communication is not about language. Communication is really about your purpose, your attitude, and also about your points. So I try to focus more on the fundamentals. Uh, so, for example, as I mentioned earlier, I will be more grateful in the conversation, and also I take thinking it as like a mutual help. I will, I will try to give back in the future, and also I will be do more research. I'm just genuine into into. Okay, if I'm going to work, talk with someone, I will spend a lot of time to really think about the questions I'm gonna ask ask, and to make sure that the time will be well spent for both of us. So、I think that mindset is because I was so grateful of people's time, and then I was more commit, more willing to spend the time to do research, and then that kind of gradually changed like the quality of the conversations and made me become more confident of networking and enjoy networking more. You're right. That homework, learning about the person that you're speaking with, learning about their industry, their firm, what they do. Um, I do think it gives you a lot more context、uh, for that conversation, and it will push the conversation in, in a higher quality to a higher quality.、Um, and I, all really good tips. I, I, your point around like wanting to be perfect at everything is one that I think I, I think a lot of students in business school struggle with that in a lot of different ways.、Um, you know, there's you have high high achieving, very successful folks that come. To an academic environment, to a new community where they're surrounded by similar folks, and you know, and you can't be perfect all the time,、um, and you know, everybody is sort of navigating business school for for the first time. You know, when you think about your own journey,、um, whether it's with language or as a business school student, you know, where you are now versus where you were when you began,、um, what's been the impact of the experience? You know, where do you see the growth、uh, for yourself? Yeah.、Um... Oh my! I think so much growth、uh, during these two years.、Uh, I think one is fundamentally becoming more confident in what I can do, and、um, like I think it's like confident about myself, also confident about how things gonna turn out. I think these are two like confidence both internally and externally. So, oh,、uh, this and this is. So like,、um, I think a lot of like students, why they become so anxious with 
they're always worrying things. Bad things gonna happen. I'm not going to have a job. I'm not going to have the perfect job. But when you frame another way, it's like,、uh, I'm eventually gonna have a job, or I eventually will get to where I want to be. So you needed to trust the process, trust what、um, how things will turns out. Then you will feel more confident to do what things matter. But if you always worrying about like the externally, like the bad situations, then you will become more, let's say, anxious, like formal. And yeah,、um, I think that's a key change of mindset and also attitude. And I think a second is like the understanding about like diversity. This is something I don't really fully like have much ex- exposure when I was in China because. Everyone is very similar, and we share the same culture and a lot.、Um, but when I came to the US, I,、um, I definitely had more. Like even though I came to the US a lot before MBA, but I was I didn't have this, such a deep deeper experience talking with people from different background, understand their different beliefs and the way they they like to do things that they, they they like to hang out with people like the different cultures, different、um, the like. F- foods, so I think that、um, that's a, like really gro- I think a big growth to me、uh, because when when one when you, when you started to realize the the diversity or like how to say like I think I think that helped me to become more creative. I I learned so much from people who are different from me. I say, oh, these are different things, different ways of approach, different ways of thinking about things, and different ways of like present yourself. So I think the diversity make、um, the understanding and、uh, well, the understanding of diversity makes me become more creative. Actually,、uh, I think that's a really a big growth. Yeah, and not to mention like other growth in my learning in my like、uh, in in my career.、Uh, I, I I think yeah, there's so much things I I really appreciate. Well, your point about your outlook. On the world, how you're viewing things, and why that's important for business school students.、Uh, there's, we've talked a lot here on the podcast about the importance of being clear about your priorities, knowing what's most <laughs> important to you. The idea that in business school you can get pulled in a lot of different directions. There's a tendency to compare yourself to other people, but if、mm-hmm. you can just focus on the metaphor that a lot of students use is run your race. Uh, that、mm-hmm. race is your own. It's not anybody else's. Your、yeah. priorities are not other students' priorities. But you have added a really important dimension:、um, is that you can't judge everything by a particular outcome,、mm-hmm. um, and you can't say, "Well, this is you know, I don't have this or that or the other thing." To know that you are on a journey to、mm-hmm. uh, that thing, that the input, the process,、um, is what. Ultimately,、yeah. one you can control,、um, and then two,、uh, you can also control how you look at things.、Yeah. So, if you're going to say, "Well, I don't have this, and I haven't achieved that," well, that's a, that's one way to look at it, and that's going to cause you to be upset and anxious and all these kinds of things. But if you can say, "Like, look, I'm in the process of figuring this out. I have all these resources. I have people to help me. I'm learning as I go. I'm growing,、um, and I'm excited about what's happening for me."、Mm-hmm. Um, That's a very different way to approach that. I think this change, Roni.、Really, um, like right now, for example, right now, I don't have a, I haven't decided a full time job yet, and I'm still 
recruiting. And I think most people probably in my if like stand, standing in the early beginning of 2020, I feel like this would be a disaster if I don't have a job before graduation. Um, but I, right now, I just feel like I feel like really, really well good about this. Because I know what I want to do, and I know I'm on the way. I'm working on the things that I I think will be helpful to get to where I want to be. And I know this is a process, and I'm not afraid, and I'm so proud of that. And I I I think this change, this like right now, how I am a perceived same is really what I I feel like good about myself. Um, and also this is I think what I have learned and what I have like changed me um to to become so yeah um i don't know how to say it but but yeah i think this is a good example about um the growth the change i have um i have been through yeah i imagine when you thought about an mba program you thought about doing a dual degree program you might not have been contemplating this much personal growth you probably Mm -hmm. thought a lot about career and education you know what you're learning but the self-work, what you're doing for yourself personally. Has that been yeah. surprising to you? Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I think it's a surprise how much progress I made. Uh, I know I wanted to, um, through this MBA, I want to improve myself in terms of like skill sets, in terms of like mindsets, and also like not the hard skill, both soft skills. But like this whole personal growth in terms of like attitude, in terms of how I see things, it's something uh, I can see uh, beyond of my expectation. Like I feel like I've overachieved <laughs> uh, in terms of my earlier uh, goals. So, yeah. Well, Juan, thank you for your candor and for your vulnerability and for being so open with our listeners about, about your journey. Um, mm-hmm. It's been great hearing your insights about where you started to where you are, are now. I wonder if you have a final piece of advice you would share with our listeners, something that's, that's on your, on your, that you would say, this is something you should think about as you start on your MBA journey. Yeah. Um, Okay. So looking back, I will highly recommend the people to think over uh, their, like their, path or their goals in MBA. I know we have a field application. We write so much things about it during our application, but most of us, like we think different from the application. So I really highly recommend the people to do research, to talk with people, to have conversation with yourself, to know, say, what do I really want to do post MBA? So use or like try to do more like conversation start, think about from the from the end perspective, like in, don't take MBA as a two-year investment. Take it as a 10 years investment. What do you eventually want to be in 10 years? And then think about what you should do um, in the two years. It can include always like, oh, you should pivot into investment banking or consulting. That's like, that's one piece of your goal. Another goal is like, personally, like, what kind of a change transformation you have to go through to in order to become like a entrepreneur in 10 years or general managers or in 10 years or become a great leader in 10 years. And I I know like um it's I know like it's gonna be hard, but 
it's you have to believe in once you started, once you ask yourself more questions, once once you started talking with more people, the answers will gradually come to you as long as you try to take a step, take a step. So, and I highly recommend it to take CDY seriously. Uh, we have this CDY modules that help you to do self-reflection, think about your career goals. And it was a really good program. And uh, it's not mandated. Like a lot of people didn't spend enough time on it. So, but I highly recommend it to follow the process and to um, try to fill in all the things they asked uh, during the CDY uh, program. Yeah. Juan, this has been so much great advice. Uh, so we've always encouraged listeners to remember that the job search process is not just what plays out in the first year when you're looking for your internship, that it's, you know, it can encompass your, your full two years. Uh, that's pretty steady advice from second year students who come here on the podcast. Know that your interests may continue to evolve, but knowing what you want to do, doing that reflection before you start the program, really engaging with these questions. Uh, it can be really helpful to you, particularly early on in the program where students can oftentimes feel pulled in a lot of different directions from a career standpoint. And it can be really easy to follow the crowd and get, again, kind of, uh, I'm here and here and here, and, and that can cause cause some stress for students. So that reflection, I really appreciate the, the shout out for CDY. But the other thing that you shared that I really think is powerful for people is don't just think about it as two years. Think about it as a longer term investment, not just where you're going to be at graduation, but five years, 10 years. How is this helping you advance that plan? We do ask about short term and long term goals, but, you know, it is worth worth extending that time horizon beyond just where am I on, on graduation or within a few months of graduation. So, yeah. Juan, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for for coming here on, on the podcast and for sharing such great advice with our listeners. Yeah, thank you for having me. If like any listeners, prospective students uh, want to talk about Darden, feel free to reach out, search me on LinkedIn, and yeah, send me a message. I'm happy to chat. And that was my interview with Juan Jung, a recent graduate from our full-time MBA class of 2022. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at Darden, that's D-A-R-D-E-N at virginia.edu. Until next time, stay safe, be well, and thanks for listening.